This is Jason Albert, and you're listening to Nordic Nation from Faster Skier. In this episode, we connect with Swedish national team skier Hannah Falk. At 28 years old, this past season, Falk finished third overall in the World Cup sprint standings. From her local ski club in Olrissaham to ski venues across the globe, Falk proved early on she could contend with the world's best. Yet her trajectory hasn't always been a positive slope. Hers is a good lesson in perseverance and patience. So first off, who are you and how old are you and where are you based right now? Okay, um, my name is Hanna Falk and I'm a skier from Sweden and I'm uh, 28 years old. Uh, I grew up in Ulysseham, but uh, right now I live in uh, Falun. Why are you based in Falun? Is that a place where lots of either national team athletes are based or is there just a good uh, training group for you? I think it's both. It's uh, common to live in Ostersund or in Falun when you are a Swedish skier. You can also live in other places, but uh, I found it good to uh, live here in Falun. It's, uh, we have a great uh, training group, so I can... Uh, train with uh, a lot of good skiers uh, between all my uh, training camps and uh, competitions with the team. So uh, I like it here in Fallen. Are you someone on a daily basis, you know, when you, you have your training plan laid out, do you tend to be someone who will go out and train by themselves and maybe a coach to observe? Or do you most often go out with, you know, a, a, an athlete who's a good friend and do a group workout? It's a little bit uh, different, I think. Sometimes when we have a lot of training camps, then I like to do my own thing when I'm home uh, between the training camps. I maybe have uh, some things just for me that I want to focus on. So then I think it's good to uh, train for myself. But uh, I also have a lot of friends and good skiers here in Fallon. So we try to train together and like push each other at home too. So one of the things, and when I, sp- I spoke to Charlotte Kala a few months ago, and um, she seems to be one athlete who trains, you know, off and on with the national team, but for certain in the past has established a protocol where she's training by herself with her coach and will go to national team camps here and there. Is that an exception or do you work do you yourself work with a coach outside of the national team or are you strictly coached by people affiliated with the Swedish national cross country team uh, yes i have a like a personal coach his name is niklas gran so uh, between all those uh, training camps with the team he like plan my training and we talk in a telephone but he's not uh, here in following so he lives 5 hours driving uh, in uh, a town called Enkelsvik, uh, so uh, it's a little bit special. So I n- never, uh, sometimes, but uh, not often, uh, I um, uh, see my coach. So it's more like uh, planning what to train and uh, talk about how it feels. So, uh, but then we have some uh, people and uh, like good coaches here in Falun who can uh, like try to help us um, 
to do technical work uh, out in the track and uh, out road skiing and help us maybe to drive us uh, down from uh, into all, uh, when we do that in long uphills and so I have uh, like uh, a lot of people helping me both in the team here in Falun and also a personal coach so and is that coach who lives uh, five hours away someone that you were affiliated with as a junior or as you were bumped up onto the national team you were working with him uh, yes, I first met Niklas uh, 2009 when uh, I was in the uh, Swedish B team, like the team uh, under the, the A team. Uh, and uh, yeah, he kind of was my first trainer and started to help me uh, to get more structure on my training uh, when I was uh, like my, my first senior year. And... Uh, yeah, it went very well, so uh, I had very good results uh, my first year uh, with Niklas and also my first year as a senior. So, uh, But then he went to um, Finland to train the Finnish sprinters for some years. So then uh, uh, I got, uh, yeah, couldn't have any more. So, but then he finished his uh, work in Finland and then I picked him up again so now from three years ago we uh, yeah work together and it it's really good so you know it, it does seem like a, a women's team that is very competitive and you know I guess with that in mind what are your objectives for this next upcoming year um, you're coming off a really you know third overall in in the sprint world cup there's an Olympics, um, but also keeping in mind that there's many very good skiers on the Swedish national team. If you want to think about the Olympics, um, what are your goals for that specifically? It's uh, really like inspiring and motivating me a lot with uh, just thinking it's uh, Olympics this uh, upcoming winter. Uh, but last year I got a really good season and I think I improved a lot uh, in my skiing and uh, yeah, uh, the results uh, was good too. So I'm very happy with that and hope just to continue uh, training hard, being healthy and uh, try to get in really good shape in Olympics and then I hopefully can uh, uh, fight uh, for a medal. So that's my goal. How would you describe, before I get into some kind of results specifics, how would you describe yourself as a World Cup skier to people in North America who you know, might know all the statistics on Keegan Randall or Jesse Diggins? How would you introduce yourself to them and what type of skier you are? If I would describe myself, I um, would say I'm a... Uh, my strength is uh, to ski fast, uh, to be strong, and uh, ski with good technique in high speeds. So uh, that's my best part. And maybe if you had asked uh, like eight years ago, then I would say I'm a sprinter. But uh, right now, I was uh, last season, I was eighth in the distance World Cup. So I think I can ski pretty fast in especially 5 and 10K too. So 
maybe not only a sprinter, uh, but uh, sprint is my still my best best discipline and uh, also for olympics the the classic sprint is uh, my, my my main goal and like my medal chance i think at least for the for the women that in time there's less specialization and you know not uncommon to see names that are tops in the sprint also tops in distance is is that something that you know, if you have modified your training or is that, do you think, uh, perhaps just an evolution that everybody's getting stronger and the training's getting better? I'm just kind of curious how, how maybe it's worked out for you. I think the, the sprint discipline had changed uh, a bit from uh, when I started skiing the World Cup. Then it was, uh, it was still sprint, but it was uh, more of this short uh, sprints uh, in the cities and uh, also it wasn't so much uh, double polling uh, but now uh, I think uh, especially for the the boys uh, they need to have uh, really steep and long uphills in classic uh, to not uh, only use double polling and then the girls also need to go the same track (laughs) so it's getting harder and harder Uh, and for me of course uh, uh, I need to like modify my training a bit uh, just to work more with the endurance because I'm uh, always been good at like in the start and to be be fast in the track. So I practice a lot on my endurance and uh, yeah, right now I feel I can ski both skate and classic in quite hard tracks too. So you need to see how the, how the sport changes a bit and then I try to. I just follow it. <laughs> you know, the whole debate of whether or not, uh, like, for example, in Draman, you know, there was the no double pole zone. But what are your thoughts on, you know, preventing or creating those rules that prevents people from double polling more? I think it's a hard decision. I, I'm good at double polling and I like double polling, but I like real skiing, uh, like real classic skiing too. So uh, yeah, it's hard to, hard to know how to do, but uh, I think, um, yeah, it, it, uh, you can see that it's uh, like in the distance race, it's the same girls who's in the top as in the sprint race in this uh, hard conditions and hard tracks. And for me, I, I would be happy with uh, like if it's one sprint uh, discipline and one uh, distance discipline, but uh, it's not that uh, way anymore. So it's just to train hard and be good in both, I think. At least for World Cups, I think your first points were in 2010. Is that correct? Uh, yes, it's correct. 2009 and 10 was my first uh, real World Cup uh, season. Okay. And you were ranked... You were ranked fifth overall, it looks like, at the end of that season. So quite a good quite a good start to your career. And then it, it, it backed off a bit. You were 10th in 2011. And in I don't know if you were injured or not, but what happened in 2012? Yeah, as you said, my career started really quickly. Uh, I, was, uh, I won the second World Cup. I was uh, skiing uh, in Düsseldorf, so... It was my second, uh, like, senior race, so and I won the World Cup, so that was a kind of shock start. 
and also skiing Olympics that year. And uh, then 2011, I got, I think, one podium uh, in Liebrecht and also had a quite good season. But then uh, 2012, I get uh, got sick uh, in uh, October and I got some uh, kind of bacterial infection really knocked me out so I tried to ski a little bit in the beginning of that season I think I maybe did uh, one world cup or something but uh, then in uh, after Christmas I decided to uh, not ski anymore that uh, season because I was so so tired and uh, uh, yeah I was sick so <laughs> it was uh, was uh, not a not a fun time for me when having been on the podium and skiing really fast and being out racing in the World Cup and then I was just sitting home uh, with no energy and uh, it was a struggle just like walk between the sofa and the bed so uh, it was a hard time. You know what was that like? Being so young and having a really successful year, you know, back in 2010, how did you manage that? And then how did the Swedish national team manage that to have a young skier do so well right off, you know, their first get go or first full season on the World Cup? Uh, I don't know. I got a lot of help from uh, the Swedish team and uh, uh, like with media and uh, things, uh, but it was hard anyway or not in that situation. Uh, I can today. I can see it more from like from behind and see it. Everything uh, was going so fast. I also won the World Cup after Christmas that year, two thousand and ten, uh, and it was uh, a classic sprint, like the last classic sprint before the Olympics. Who also was a classic sprint. So to win that competition, there was a, a lot of media and. Uh, yeah, things, uh, interviews and uh, uh, things to handle for me before the Olympics. So, uh, but I think uh, some way uh, you need to start somewhere. And uh, for me, it was everything was going so fast. But uh, I think I learned a lot too, who helps me today. So I think it has a, has a good way to start and to learn a lot. You know, what are some things that you learned that you might, help out younger athletes that are all of a sudden they're on the that world stage when i uh, started skiing that year i just did my own thing and i was not thinking so much and i was just skiing having fun skiing uh, as fast as i can uh, but then it's so many people who wants to help you and wants to give you advices and uh, so my thing is just to keep doing what you do and do it for yourself and uh just have fun not uh, you should not change uh, so much so but uh, then it's hard it's so so many things uh, uh, like from the outside who taking part of your life just to try to be yourself and do what you want and just try to train and ski not to do so many other things so after the season where you were you know, you were sick. Did your training change at all? And were your coaches and advisors saying, okay, look, this is going to be a three-year process? Or did you expect a year later, you know, to have those top results again? Uh, I think when I was uh, 
sick for uh, sick for a long time. It was like six months, and uh, then like my, my motivation was to come back and to ski fast again because I knew that uh, I've ski fast before, so uh, I knew that I can. But uh, I thought that it was just to start training, and then I was back. But uh, uh, you need a little a little bit more patience than that, I think, and. Uh, Maybe I was a little bit too stressful too, and uh, like I really wanted to come back quickly. But uh, it's important to be patient, and I've learned a lot from that. That uh, patient is good, and uh, you need to like look uh, from from what point you should start, and then start from there, and not from another place. Like you need to take one step, step by step. Is the culture such, you know, in Sweden that there is time to, or one can have that patience, uh, you know, in a place like Norway, where it seems like every other year they're producing, you know, a new star. Do you feel like in Sweden there there is that atmosphere where it's okay to take, you know, two, three years to, to get back? Uh, I think it's a little bit different, but... From my side, I think uh, the Swedish team really supported me with uh, like both doctors and uh, also uh, I was uh, back in the uh, in the A team uh, right after my sickness. Maybe it wasn't the best way to start in the A team, but uh, I still got another chance even if I missed the whole season. So, but then maybe I had really good results too from the past. So it's a lot of good skiers. So. You really need to be on top to like at this point to ski World Cup and uh, World Champion and Olympics. But uh, for me, it was uh, like more for myself. I wanted to come back and uh, ski fast again and show myself that I can uh, get through this. And like it was a main goal to get back on the podium on the World Cup. That was my my dream to come back, and it took me six years. So it was this uh, last season. Uh, so it was a quite long time to get back on the podium, and then I finally finally made it. So it was was a good experience. We hear a lot, and I'm sure other teams have as well, about the culture on the U.S. team and how it's referenced as a model for, you know, team spirit or team unity. You know, I'm curious, what are a few things that other teams could learn from the Swedish national team? Uh, I think it's hard to say when you're in the Swedish team, but uh, as you say, we have uh, have had uh, the U.S. uh, ski team as a little bit as a role model because from the outside, it seems like they have a really good team spirit and they are pushing each other and helping each other uh, in the Swedish team we really improved that the last two years and like worked a lot with uh, what you say team building and uh, to have a have a great uh, environment in our training training camps and also in the winter so we're getting better and better and uh, we work as a team right now so uh, it's really inspiring uh, to be in that team. But then I think uh, it's another part to be just have a good training culture and uh, train hard and train with really good quality. And that's, I think, 
I think I think we are really good at in the Swedish team. I know Keegan and Liz, Stephen were in Sweden to train a few weeks ago. Were you uh, training with those two skiers? Uh, yes, I trained with Keegan and Liz in uh, Ore and Wolodalen. So both me and uh, the whole team, uh, we were uh, really happy about having them on our training camp in Sweden. So uh, it was really fun. What do they bring in terms of uh, different personalities to a training group like that? Uh, oh, I think it's a lot. Uh, yeah, Kick and Alice, they got uh, like different personalities as uh, everyone else, but uh, they got a lot of energy and uh, they are uh, always happy and they train hard and uh, they are also like willing to share things, even if it's a Swede. Uh, and we try to, to uh, like explain what we do and just be open-minded. So I think it was uh, uh, really good for us and hopefully for them too. Can you describe a little bit about where you're from? You're from, and I will try not to mess up this name, but you are from Odrisaham in Sweden. And what was it like growing up there? And what's the ski culture like? Uh, and what was it like being able to ski there in a World Cup? Uh, yes, I was uh, growing up in Odrisaham, and it's uh, uh, not a small town, but uh, maybe medium uh, city in uh, south of Sweden. So uh, when I was young, it wasn't Skiing was the the first choice to like when you're doing a sport you uh, maybe doing uh, football or track and field and uh, orienteering or something but we also got a small ski club and um, to be honest it's not the best winter in Rizam uh, it can be a good winter but there can also be uh, almost no snow the whole winter uh, but then we have a really good um, like system for artificial snow and uh, a lot of people who love skiing in Lysaham so I got the chance to ski uh, and try to ski uh, and then found it uh, funny to ski so I continue with that so it's uh, this past year you had an opportunity to ski a world cup there and you know just from going through the fist results you were I think you were the anchor for the Swedish relay team. So did that kind of surprise you? And, and you know, what was that experience like in front of the home crowd? Uh, yes, it was uh, just a dream for me to ski uh, the World Cup uh, in Elisahan. And uh, when I saw like the FIS program that it was uh, one distance race and one uh, relay in Elisahan, uh, that was a thing that really motivated me in the training to like not only ski sprint for me to uh, I wanted to ski distance race too uh, just to take a part of uh, of uh, this whole ski party uh, back in Andrisaham so uh, and also I had a like goal to take part of the relay team and um, yeah it went went out well so I was uh, I was skiing the the last uh, yeah no, number 4 lap number 4 for the Swedish team so it was really happy, and it was uh, 30,000 uh, people just cheering for all of us. So it was a really cool experience. You know, you obviously are coming off a strong year. 
Are you changing anything specifically uh, for Pyeongchang in terms of, you know, working on a weakness or, you know, improving a strength as it relates to the Olympic course? Mm, I've tried to, like, focus a little bit more on uh, classic skiing, especially in technique. And uh, uh, I also know that the sprint course is... uh, quite hard and you need to be good at the uphills and the uphills are quite long too so I try to focus a bit on that but overall it's uh, I try to do a lot of training and just train hard to be a stronger skier and then hopefully I I'm in good shape in uh, Pyeongchang well thanks so much for your time I really appreciate it yeah thank you you too take care bye thanks for listening to the Falk interview and subscribing to Nordic Nation 